you know, she says, he, I feel he loves me, but I'm like, mm, <laughs> what's love? What, how? T- tell me, what are the details? One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Laney Louie, talk show host and entertainment reporter. I'm also the editor of LaneyGossip.com, and oh I am a BTS Yeah, fan. you are. I'm Sasha Chong. I am a producer at an entertainment show here in Canada. I'm also a fashion and beauty columnist on LaneyGossip.com. And I am not a big BTS fan. But this is What's Your Drama, where we gossip about you. Don't tell me that you're going to complain about... Don't tell me you're going to complain about Benifer. This I'm is not... not a st- everybody's no. happy about this. I'm ha- very happy with this. And I don't want to be like, oh, like, Ben and Jen are together. Obviously, they're together. It's been news for weeks. But from, like, from our vantage point as a podcast that talks about drama, how do you feel about... And I love Jennifer Lopez. Please do not get me wrong. But she was engaged to... um, What's his face? Um, what's his name? I hate him. That's why I like nobody cares anymore. Yeah, right. Who cares? Yeah. That person, like, they had plans to get married, and then within just a couple of weeks, she pivoted and is now with her ex-boyfriend, and they are like knee deep in their relationship, like in love. And so, yes, as as like taking us from like the what's your drama? Like, what's Jennifer Lopez's drama? When it comes okay, to relationships. Well, I know she loves love. All, you skipped a step, which is that A-Rod was sliding into people's DMs. Still, don't you want to feel the pain of like your man cheating on you? Like, don't you need to find yourself, find why you keep on getting into that, shitty relationships? That's the beauty of J-Lo. Like, she's not going to stick around and feel the pain. Or if she did feel the pain, her pain threshold or pain like time is so much less than ours. And she's like, I'm going to bounce. Oh, hi, Ben. I Let's to pick it up. I think the reason why she's been engaged like 17 times and has had like a slew of many men in her life, like very quickly, is because she doesn't digest the feelings of the previous relationship. I don't know. I feel like she's actually really, I don't think that you can, again, talk about processing feelings in a box, right? Like, you know, that is a template that's like, you know, it's a schedule. And what if someone's schedule to get over some shit is two years? And what if someone else's is two weeks? Every time it's two weeks? Come on. Listen, I'm not pigeonholing her into like, she doesn't process her emotions, but she really does get on with it real quick. And that's why I think like, like when she got together with A-Rod, I was like, A-Rod's a piece of like, who (laughs) stuck onto the bottom of my shoe. He sucks. Like, Anyone with half a brain would have been like, don't fucking get with him. Get back with Casper. At least get back with Casper Ew, before you get no. back. But don't you love, I do, but I do love that she like is like 
she'll get together with someone who's like A plus plus list, and then she'll get and then plebby. She's so high low, which I love. I love it. Anyway, so you have no problems. I have no problems, but I'm sort of just like a bit suspect with like how she deals with breakups. I don't think she does. I, I. I also think that in that A-Rod relationship, I don't think that there was any heat there. I mm. mean, I think that it was, oh, look, on paper, we match, right? We're two moguls and mm-hmm. we have kids that are around the same age and culturally, we have so many similarities sure. and yeah. we can merge all these entrepreneurial things. But was there like heat? Um, no. And I think it makes it like, do I think that she was, if I were to psychologize her, do I think that she was deeply in love? Like the way that J-Lo has, you know, talked about being in love with A-Rod? Fuck no. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. <laughs> You're right. But and so still... that makes it easier to get over. Oh, what I would do, can you imagine like Blue Sky if Jennifer Lopez just wanted to be on this podcast to talk about relationships? <laughs> I know. I would. That would be the biggest dream come true because I feel like I'd like to know more. Well, you know what? I'd like to know more about that. I wish that people would ask her about that because she's either really shitty at relationships or she has like like relationship advice dialed in. Like she's either I would be curious to know what kind of friend she is when she's like that. Would you talking about boyfriends and ex-boyfriends? Is she just like, yeah, yeah, go date that person that you dated 10 years ago. That's a good plan. Well, I'm I listen, I would love to have JLo on this podcast talk about anything. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> we could talk about her skin. Yep. We could talk about her dancing. Yep. We could talk about fitness. Her career. Everything. We could talk about her business. Yeah. We could talk about everything. Um and okay, then she never gonna talk to us about it. Right. That's never well, gonna happen. What 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 happened just to hoped. you like from a couple m- months ago? Weren't you the one we were talking about on this on this podcast about manifesting? That was not me. I secretly t- think about manifesting, but I sure as shit would not talk to you about manifesting. <laughs> I know that. that. I have other friends to do that with. Definitely not you. <laughs> that is for sure. Why? Don't you think no, that would be someone No, you don't to like be... to talk about stuff like that. I wish you were, but it would actually creep me out if I had to talk to you about like <laughs> dreams and like uh, l- like writing down feelings. Like, no way. Thank you. Do you think she would be a good person to talk to about manifesting? Anybody would be but you. Yes, of course. <laughs> that shit has like, she definitely has a dream board. <laughs> okay. Should we get to the drama? Yes. Okay. So hi, Sasha and Lanny. I have a big story for you. This does look like a long story. So dig in, everybody. All right. So my name is Sarissa. I'm 24. And my ex-best friend, Laura, also 24, We have not spoken now for almost two years. We became really good friends in university. We studied similar programs, shared many mutual friends, went traveling together, and we even lived together for a year. When we moved in together, I got my first serious boyfriend, Zach, and we became very close and fell in love quickly. I'm only mentioning this because I think it's important background. Because of my new relationship, I wasn't as wild anymore and I spent a lot of nights with Zach instead of going out with Laura partying because I didn't need to. I felt like Laura was really annoyed that I became less fun right when we moved in together. She never said she didn't like Zach, but whenever he wasn't around, she would kind of talk shit about him. Nothing crazy, just sort of make fun of him in a strange way. And Zach never liked Laura, but she was my roommate and best friend, so he put up with her. 
Upon us moving out of the apartment together, Laura actually moved abroad a few weeks before our lease was over, so I was left to clean up the apartment and deal with getting our security deposit back from our landlord. I arranged for a professional cleaning team to come and do the move-out clean so I didn't have to do it all by myself. However, our landlords turned out to be super rude and aggressive on the move-out day, saying it wasn't clean enough and that we should have got the carpets professionally cleaned as well, even though that wasn't in our tenancy agreement. Zach ended up saving the day and going to the store to rent a carpet cleaner and spent the next two hours deep cleaning my room and Laura's. I called Laura later, really upset with how the situation went down, and explained to her that Zach was a huge help and paid for all the cleaning supplies. I said I wanted us to pay Zach for all the labor he provided and the supplies he rented. She agreed at first, but then later decided it wasn't fair for her to pay for anything. She also said her financial situation was tough, so she couldn't spare any extra money. This pissed me off because I wasn't asking for hundreds of dollars. I was only asking for her to cover the costs of what had to be done in order for us to get her deposit back. Her parents also paid for everything she had, so I didn't understand why she couldn't ask them for $50 if they already had been paying for her rent for the last year. She said I wasn't being respectful of her situation considering she just moved to a new country and was working a low-paying job. I get it. We're students. We don't have a lot of money. But this apartment was equally her responsibility, and she's required to hold up her end of the bargain. After some back and forth, she ended up sending Zach some money, but then requested that she and I take a break from our friendship. The break never ended. I was fine with that at the time because I was pretty annoyed and how, about how petty she was being and felt like she gaslit me by saying I was not understanding her financial hardships. I'm honestly pretty over our friendship as this incident was almost two years ago, but I just wish our, but I just wish our friendship didn't end over something so stupid. I wish we could still be friendly, but I don't think I would ever want to be super close with her again. She's way too much drama and was always, quote, that toxic friend. At this point, is it something I should just continue to forget about or should I extend the olive branch to try and make amends? She still loves abroad. She still lives abroad, but I know she comes home for holidays. Thanks in advance. Okay, so the question here is, should Sarissa reach out to Laura and see if they can make up as friends? No. What do you think? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, it's the friend's name again? Laura. Laura. I just don't think, like, like yeah, she's, our writer's correct in terms of, like, uh, it's kind of a bummer that it ended over, like, 50 bucks. Um, mm -hmm. But... And I wish I had more backstory like I always do because, like, why was she the toxic friend? What other toxic shit did she used to do? Like, yeah, um, I, I would love to have more intel on that. But, yeah, like, it sucks that 50 bucks was the deal breaker. But it seems like, in fact, kind of the best way to get out of a friendship. Like, there didn't have to be some big fight about her toxic behavior. It was just like, oh, OK, fine. Like, we ended it on this. Like, it came to that. This was the, the straw that broke the camel's back. And that's where we are. Like, I wouldn't. I would personally never revisit a friendship um, that felt toxic, that felt too dramatic, and that also, like, was uh, slightly disrespectful, I feel like, towards her friend and not, like, trying to, like, support her relationship and all that sort of stuff. To me, uh, yawn fest. Like, get, I'm, congratulations that Laura is no longer in your life. That's how I feel about it. I, I feel the same way, too. I'm just curious as to, like, out of one side of her mouth, Sarissa's like, I'm over it. I know this is a toxic friend. And then yeah. the other is like, I'm curious. I, it yeah. bothers me how I friend <laughs> Like, you know, how can right. you say those two statements don't match up to me? No. Like, you can't be like, this person is toxic. I really don't miss them. But hey, should I reach out? So something there, because those things are so incongruent, I'm curious what the intersection is. I like, think then, yeah. I, yeah. 
I don't think Sarissa has closure. I think that's part of it. I think Sarissa doesn't have closure because Laura has the upper hand in this weird, like, way that they broke up, right? Laura was like, let's take a timeout. And then Sarissa never got to be vocal about why she also wanted that fucking timeout and might also <laughs> not want to fucking come back to it, right? But right. she didn't get her chance to really be like, well, no, I want to end it with you because it just kind of, like, evaporated. And that's probably right. fucking frustrating. So this is about, like, petty bitterness. Yes. Like, you just want to have your say. You want to have... Look, I think you're a bitch, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> totally. I think so. You know, you suck more than me. Totally. You were toxic. <laughs> right. You didn't like my boyfriend. Right. You didn't fucking want to pay 50 bucks. You left the fucking apartment right. dirty. Like, she didn't get to say her piece. And I think that's right. probably what's eating her up a bit. I think that's... I definitely think that's... Pro- the Like, Sarissa... Are we calling you here? Or have we nailed it? Um, yeah. Is this the thing? Because I've been there. Like, yeah. Where have you been? Burns what have you, you been? No. Sometimes it burns you inside. Like you want to, yeah. even small things, right? Like, you know, if someone cuts you off in traffic, sometimes I'll spend the yeah. whole rest of the day <laughs> yeah. daydreaming about what I would do if I wasn't so afraid of like being shot, if I drove up next to them and yelling at them. Do you know what Corey um, does all the time? He gives the finger to everybody. And it's the weirdest (laughs) thing. Like, I get it. Like, I've done it before. But he does it all the time. And I always say to him, like, we live in a neighborhood whereby we know some people. What would you do if, like, your boss or, like, Lainey or anybody was driving by and you were the one fucking so aggro giving the finger? He does it all the time. I actually think it's psychotic behavior. But anyway, I digress. Go on. No, I mean, it's, like... I don't give the finger, but there are things that bother me that eats you up do. all day. <laughs> it, it eats me up all day. And yeah. then so I spend the rest of the day fantasizing about, you know, what I would do to that person who cut me off or to whatever. Right. So I get where I think that Sarissa's issue might come from that same place. Obviously, it's deeper. And more Sarissa profound. didn't get to give the finger. She didn't get sure. to give the finger. Yeah. You know, there are some times in life, Sarissa, where you're good. I mean, clearly it seems like you're, you're doing okay. Mm -hmm. Um, if, but you know, if, if this is what it's about, then understand that, you know, it, you're compelled by something natural, petty is natural, Yeah. but neither one of us thinks that you should rekindle that. No. Um, I will say, though, that although that is probably 99% of the reason why Sarissa wants to reconnect, or mm. I think there is also a 1% possibility of something else. Which is? So I was with Sarissa through all of this. Mm. The one part I didn't love okay. is this part. And maybe it's the way that she worded it was... I said I wanted us to pay Zach for all the labor he provided and the supplies he rented. Supplies for the rental of the carpet cleaner, 100%. Mm-hmm. The labor? <laughs> Real weird to me. She's only asking really? for 50 bucks. So she actually also thought Zach's labor was worth like a penny because it's $49.99 to rent a fucking but, but carpet I, cleaner. But I want to know how that came out. Right. right? Yes. Like, that's the thing. I know it amounted to $50, but I wanted to come, I want to know how that came out in the conversation. 
hey, Laura, so this is what happened. It was so shitty. But then Zach saved the day. He went to go and mm. rent the thing. So I think we need to pay him back for the carpet cleaner. And also, like, you know, he put in, like, five hours of work. Yeah. Like, that's right? legit and in my mind. I, I, I think that's… I think that there's a time in your life and they're in their 20s where, yeah. you know, you fucking help each other move. Yeah. And it is like a really weird thing. That's why when we get old enough, we never help our friends move anymore because that, yes. just, that shit is just fucking no. stupid. I don't want to help. Totally. I love you, Sasha, but when you move, pay for your fucking own mover. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes. Right? But for anybody who's helped their friend move, imagine having that conversation. Usually, like… I guess even, I guess in the old days, I don't know how you kids do it anymore. You help a friend move, then the friend who is moving treats everyone to pizza. And the pizza comes yes. and you eat and around happy. the boxes. Yeah. And everyone's happy. Then do you, does the friend go up to you and hit you up? Hey, so uh, I spent three hours here and my fucking, I'm clocking you at 20 bucks an hour. So can I get uh, 60 bucks? Right. It's but, fucked up. But it's all really, she was to asking, me, that's but, so fucking awkward. But all she was asking was, was for 50 bucks cumulative for rental and his labor. And I think really she threw in the labor as a passive aggressive dig, which was like, fuck you, bitch, you dirty ass hoe. Like you didn't fucking clean up your shit. And my boyfriend who you fucking always like talk one side of your mouth is, was the one who fucking cleaned up your shit. Like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Like I get it. On, but coming on, across. On, I'm getting like coming across. And I wonder right. if, I, I don't know, we don't know how all these conversations went down. No, and I wonder don't. Over the last two years, Sarissa's been replaying all the conversations in her head, what was said to who and who said yeah, what back, yeah. and whether or not there may have been a little, yeah, passive-aggressive, well, my boyfriend spent five hours helping yes. us move. You know, his time is worth money, too. And I wouldn't take that well. I would be like, that's your fucking boyfriend. You know, he loves you. That's why he was helping you. Right. Don't put a fucking price tag on that and send me an invoice. Are we doing accounting here over love? But it was 50 bucks. I, I understand. But like 50, clearly 50 bucks to them is a lot of money at 24 years old. Like, I mean. No, at 24 years old, 50 bucks is not a lot. Sorry, it's not. Well, so. These people are acting like it's a lot. So I'm going to, I'm going to make it so that in their world, 50 bucks okay, is a fine. lot. Okay, fine. Anyway, I get what you're saying. Um, I get what you're saying. I'm sure it came across pissy and that's why Laura was like, fuck you. Or like, let's take, let's take a break. I'm sure she. Yeah. Laura obviously has her own bag of dicks that she is, like, dragging with her sure. around. So she has a point of view. She has, like, another side of the story. But my advice to Sarissa, I don't remember her name. Is that what it is? Yeah. Is to her fake just, name. yeah, move on and who cares? Bye, Laura. Yes. Anyway, yes. The point of the story, though, Sarissa, is, uh, you know, we were just exploring why you felt this itch. So. Right. Let us know if we're right, but no, don't contact Laura anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> okay, next. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, Sasha and Lainey. I'm in need of some advice and maybe validation around a situation with my boyfriend and his younger brother. For the purposes of the question, I'll refer to my boyfriend as Ben, his younger brother as Casey, ha and you can call me Jennifer. Here we go. I've been with Ben for two years, and we've been living together since late 2020, December. Ever since I met Ben, his little brother Casey has been living with him. Casey is 10 years younger than Ben and in his late 20s. Ben and I had been talking about moving in together for about six months prior to me moving in with him, and one spot of contention, for me anyway, was Casey. Ben made it really clear that he was not comfortable with asking Casey to move out, and we agreed then that I would move in for a few months, and then we'd start looking for a home to buy together, and at the time, it would be a natural process for Casey to then be out on his own. I really struggled with this, and this is where the resentment started to grow and fester. I couldn't understand why Casey wasn't taking the hint and moving out on his own to give us space and move on to the next chapter in our lives, and I couldn't understand why Ben wasn't pushing him. This was messing with the vision I had with my partner for the first time, and it was incredibly frustrating. One night before I moved in, I pushed Ben on the issue a little bit more. I asked what the real issue was with Casey spreading his wings and moving on, as all adults do. I just couldn't understand why I had to be okay with this. This is when Ben broke down, literally in tears, and shared more about the family history. Ben and Casey have no living parents. They share the same mother, but she tragically passed away along with a sister about five years ago. There were addiction issues in the home, and with there being a 10-year-old eight, <clears throat> and with there being a 10-year age gap, Ben did what was best for himself and left that home at 18. And he feels he abandoned Casey in an environment that was not good and likely contributed to a lot of his current shortfalls as a functioning adult. Ben feels a lot of guilt about that and immense responsibility for his brother's well-being. It's heartbreaking to see and hear. So the fear of feeling like he's casting Casey out and abandoning him is really, is very real. So with this knowledge, I've sucked it up for the last six months and the three of us have been living together. Fast forward to present day and I'm so excited that Ben and I have bought our first home together and we get the keys in a week. We are so excited. We can't wait. I can't wait to start a new chapter together and be alone. And I hate that Casey's situation is tainting the experience. Ben communicated with Casey early on that we'd be looking for a home in the spring-summer. He had a lot of warning and time. Fortunately, Casey is in a field that makes it easy for him to transfer offices, and he was able to secure a position in their home city about two hours away. Casey is not a doer, and Ben has often described him as someone who will do whatever is easiest for himself, like selfish as fuck. He won't get a COVID vaccine, for example. What? Okay. I... (laughs) I'm going to pretend, why, I'm gonna pretend I didn't do, hear that. Why wouldn't, you, why wouldn't you get a COVID vaccine if you're someone who will do whatever is easiest for himself? Okay, anyway. Mm-hmm. With the news of the job lined up in good time, Ben and I felt really encouraged and happy that we didn't have to push Casey and nag him to get shit moving like we thought. Life was great for about two weeks, and I thought it was all working out. Casey even had a sublet lined up. Forward to this week, and Casey hasn't been very proactive and communicating with us the details of his move, which is annoying in itself. We're trying to plan here. Maybe you can help or act interested. We're constantly packing at this point, and movers are lined up. 
When Ben checked in with Casey about his plans, Casey then shared that he was still waiting on a move-in date. The family friend of his who's subletting the apartment is moving to the States, but the pandemic has slowed every process down and there's no definite date in sight. It then slowly started to dawn on me. Casey will probably be moving with us to the new house, likely for maybe the first month, but because I don't trust his planning, it could be more. I am so resentful, frustrated, angry, and feel guilt for feeling these things. I'm trying to keep Ben in my mind's eye and remembering that by supporting Casey, I'm ultimately ultimately supporting Ben because this relationship is so important to him and his brother's well-being. But what about me? I've had to do a hell of a lot of compromising and being understanding and having Casey move into our new home with us, sharing a bathroom, being in our space when we've been trying. Okay, so we get it. I'm just going to skip. Um... And for what? All because this man-child can't think critically. Okay, we get it. Um, another factor, Casey is a selfish dick. Uh, we heard that no already. emotional intelligence. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So he doesn't make small talk. I got. Uh, he didn't congratulate them when they got the house. Um, he's in his late 20s, though. It really hurt. Um, and he only cared about himself when he found out about the house. I recognize this resentment has been stewing ever since I moved in. And so so I guess my question to you both is, how can I move on to this next chapter and manage this resentment? I often think this would be much easier if he and I were close in some way, but why should I be so understanding and patient with someone who has never thought of me or my feelings once? I'm really struggling here when I should be 100% focused on my exciting next chapter. Thanks for the time. And uh, thank, okay, Jennifer. Okay, Jennifer. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Jennifer needed to vent. Yeah, she really did. And I hear you, Jennifer. I would, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so Casey is like freeloading. Yes. Right, what do you call a couch surfer or whatever? Sure. He's just kind of useless in this time in his life, which, and obviously Jennifer um, also feels empathy and sympathy for him, like I'm sure you and I do, Lady, because dudes have been through some emotional trauma and that is hard to sometimes pick your life up and deal with that sort of stuff. So he's, he's like a lost puppy. What do you do with the lost puppy? You let them in. I know that's not what she wants to hear. And I feel I would probably fucking pull out all my hair as well, especially having to live with someone who doesn't want to even put in the energy to get to know me. But I feel like we're at the last, we're at the last fucking leg of this marathon, right? Like, yes, does Jennifer want this to be different? Of course. Does she want to fucking like knock boots in her new home with her shitty uh, boyfriend's brother next to her? No, I get that. But it's probably, he does have something lined up. And I think what you need to do with Casey, or I think what you need to tell your boyfriend or husband, what is he? I don't know what he is. Your partner to let Casey know that there is like a lease up when it comes to staying with them. That he will give him six weeks. You can even be generous. So it's not even just a month. You have six weeks to get your shit sorted. You're allowed to stay with us, help us move into our new place. But after six weeks, I need you to make sure that you move to your next place. Like, I think there needs to be some concrete, like, here's your, yeah, here's your start and end date, the end. Yeah. I, I'm, I like I'm not so confident that Casey's going to get a shit together. (laughs) Right. Because I feel like I can see it where he like we saw it coming in in, in this message. Right. Like we were so excited and he had lined up a place. It was all good. And then boom. Right. (laughs) And then so they all move in. And then one thing 
like is going to change and then it's going to turn into two months and then it's going to turn into four months and boom, it's six months. And then you're like, what the fuck? Right. So you're right. I do think that there's nothing they can do about it now. No. Um, but there has to be a very clearly communicated plan. Yes. About timelines and boundaries. And I also think that, um, you know, what you can say, I'm not sure what conversations you've had with Ben, uh, Jennifer, but I get like, of course, Ben's like, oh, I feel responsible. I feel guilty. Mm -hmm. Because in many ways, he's kind of like a brother parent. Yeah. And so if, if that's the mindset, how do you parent kids? Sometimes you have to let them fall. Like if yeah, you give them guardrails, yeah, if you give them guardrails all mm. the time, mm-hmm. they'll never be able to stand up. And so in this situation, I wonder if you can, I'm not sure, Jennifer, what conversations you've had with Ben, but like encouraging his parent, that's why parenting is so fucking tough. Like I, yeah. you know, this, I have no desire to do it, but I watch friends, I watch people and you have to kind of like hold your breath and let them make their mistakes. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, you know, and that's how people learn. And this, this, there's a difference between like the fact that you said that he's selfish. He's been through a lot of trauma, but she also saying he's selfish yeah. because he hasn't been asked to actually like do you shit. Know, exactly. Yeah. So this is actually good for his development, but you have to set those boundaries. And I would also like, you know, now that he's moving in and you guys bought a house, you have expenses. So some of the boundaries while he's mm, living there can yes. also be, hey, Smart. so um, can we divide up the chores or uh, groceries groceries or yeah. heat or electricity yeah. or whatever? Can we divide up that payment? Yeah. Or like I'm doing like I know he's in his 20s, but we have to backtrack and like this is a teenager now. <clears throat> and this is how you set structure for teenagers. I would do the same. And I think you're well within your rights because now you have a mortgage girl. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. if, if you, you're, if three people are living in the house, then I think it's totally fair for be, you to be like, Hey, when you're living here, then can you chip in? Yeah. And like, and I think Jennifer and Ben have to be on the same page, especially in this new chapter. Like they are going, they're like a team, right? So they have to start acting like one. And I think I, as you said, like we don't know what Jennifer has talked to Ben about, but A, I think it would be worth it for him to listen to what you've just said, Lainey, because it's true. Um, like putting up some boundaries and like, you know, stop being a helicopter brother parent and letting, you know, letting your brother fly and like let yeah. him go on his own. And then on top of that, I would probably like find some books for Ben. Like there's got to be books about like kind of like codependency and like letting like mm-hmm. your kid or your whatever a loved one like as you said, like grow and stumble and walk on his own because I think he needs some, I think he needs some guidance so that he can let go of his guilt. And I think what would be good for Jennifer is kind of to like, when she's starting to talk to Ben about this, to kind of drop the whole, why me? Like stop making it about you. And even though I get it, it should be about you and that fucking blows. But I just don't think that's your best angle when you're approaching Ben. It's like, how do we best set up Casey for like a positive life moving forward? I think we need him to like, yeah, if he's going to be here for like the month or the six weeks, he needs an end date. He also needs to contribute into this household Mm -hmm. and there needs to be an action plan. And that falls on Ben 
it really does. And so I hope Jen is able to communicate that and again, take herself kind yeah. of out of the equation because it sounds really, really pissy the way that she's like, me, me, I want me. Even though I yeah. hear her, it's just not going to do her very good in that conversation. For sure. I would center Casey in the, we're doing this for his own good. Yeah. And you get to benefit from it for totally. sure. Yeah. But yeah, center him and what's best for him. Because in the long run it is, right? A hundred percent. If he is going to be an independent functioning adult, he's going to have to start being an independent functioning adult. Yeah. Amen. So uh, J-Lo, good luck. Um, <laughs> and here's our final question. Um, so here's someone who really needs advice on this one. I don't, I don't want to turn to anyone I know or knows my boyfriend about this. Call me Mila. 26 years old, Canadian, living in a tropical country for the last four and a half years. I traveled to another country when I was 21 and did not intend to stay that long, but I found the love of my life there. He's the most amazing person I have ever met. We are so similar, but yet so different that it makes the relationship super fun. We established over the years an amazing relationship with each other's families and friends. We travel a lot together, laugh, and plan on soon building a house in this country and talk about a future together since... And we've talked about a future together since day one, but it's been extremely complicated for me to live my life peacefully around his country requirements living on a tourist visa. For example, I'm unable to obtain a credit card. I need to pay ridiculous travel insurance. I need to get out of the country every 60 days to renew my visa every year to get an international driver's license. I lost all my benefits in Canada. And on top of that, I work remotely, but I can't get paid on any of my Canadian bank account due to all these expat requirements. So my money is accumulating on PayPal and I can't really touch it, spend it, or live my day-to-day -day life with it. With COVID, it's even worse. I just went out of the country and they did not approve my visa for more than 30 days, so I need to go out of the country again very soon, not by choice, neither to a fun destination. I ended up spending all my money on flights. I end up spending all my money on flights and this paperwork mess. I'm getting really frustrated because I know that marriage is the fastest and only way to get my resident status in this country. And it hurts my feelings that my boyfriend won't help me with that after happily living together for four years. It's super difficult to make future plans, not knowing if I would need to go in and out of the country all the time. I feel it harder and harder for me to keep going like this. I want to be more established, be able to be a resident somewhere, but without putting him, putting the marriage pressure on him. If the situation was the other way around and he'd be living in Canada with me, I'd never let him go through that. For so long, I feel I have been doing everything to be there with him and I know and feel he loves me with all his heart. We had the discussion a couple times and he says he wants to wait for the perfect moment, but I'm getting discouraged and frustrated with all this. What would you do in that situation? I don't want to give him an ultimatum, but I can't advance in life like this. Thank you. Okay, Mila. Oh, so this is an interesting I'm not sure one. where this is, but that sounds fucking complicated. Like Mila has yeah. to leave the country, what, every six days, get a new driver's license. Mila can't really establish real roots to a real identity, really. Like if you can't, yeah. not that credit cards are your identity, but it helps you build like a life and stability. Totally. Um, and then all, with all your savings in PayPal means, yeah, the banks don't recognize you. Totally. And then in, so, and clearly she isn't, doesn't have roots in that way in Canada either. So it's very, uh, yeah, it's, it's a restless and of course she feels unmoored. Mm. Um, I really, really feel for Mila. Wow. That's fucking intense. Yeah. That's intense. And it seems like it's getting more intense with all those COVID restrictions, like having to leave every 30 days and like 
she's somewhere tropical, so that sure shit is like yeah. at least a six hour plane ride to get back to Canada. Some you know what I mean? Yeah. The very minimum. Yeah. Okay, yeah. This sounds like shit. So <laughs> I mean, I know that she says that she's talked to her boyfriend a couple of times, but like I don't I and they've been together for You're four feeling years. What I'm feeling about yeah. this, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, uh, I'm, I'm, I. Do you want to say it? No, you say it. You say it. No, you fucking say it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you I don't want to so always because aggro. I'm always the one who's like, no, you're he, that person's a dick. I'm always the dick person when it comes to this advice. You be the okay, dick person, Mila. Mila. <laughs> I think that what you you said it yourself. You go and read back your note to us. Mm. I couldn't. It, you said that if you the situation was reversed, you wouldn't want to see him go through what you've no. been going through. Like who would? I'm trying to picture, and I'm pretty spoiled in my marriage. Like my yeah, dude yes, does it, everything it, for him for, for me. Yes. Like he's going to love yeah. hearing this too. I know I'm going to get a text being like, yeah, I totally do everything. She wouldn't survive without <laughs> me. And it's true. It's true. I, and, and, but I like, but I appreciate it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't watch him like, you know, for him to see that you'd go to these lengths yeah. to be with him. Yeah. To leave, to deplete your savings, to have to. to but also, doesn't oh, he miss her too? Like, isn't he like, oh my God, you have to leave I, again. This is so sad yeah, and hard like, for our relationship. I, I just, I, you know, she says, he, I feel he loves me, but I'm like, mm, what's love? What, how? T- tell me, what are the details? You, Mila, give me some details of how she did. he loves you. She did in the beginning. She did say that they like he's amazing and they laugh and they do the things and there are all the things that's having fun together. How does he love her? How mm-hmm. does he show her? He loves her. <laughs> like their families get along. Great. I mean, right. uh, to me, it sounds like he's so convenienced by her. He hasn't had to lift a love finger. No, no. <laughs> and I'm not saying love has to be all sacrifice. I'm not saying that, but when she sacrifices all the time, every yeah. 60 days yeah. to be together. I want to know what his like match is. And I'm not saying love also has to be a ledger. Like, you know, I'm trying to like bat down all these. It kind of does though. It kind of does. He needs to do some heavy yes, lifting. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There, it, there has to be a meeting. It has to be. Yeah. That's why relationships have to be equal. That's yeah. why equality is important in a relationship. To me, I'm looking at this relationship, Mila, and there is an imbalance. Like, I mean, a, like, wow, an <laughs> imbalance. Yeah. So when we're talking about that ledger, sometimes, as Sasha says, you know, you don't have to tit for tat all the time, but it can't be such a gross mismatch. No, oh, totally. Mila. I know. I know. And I feel bad. And like, I would just... If I, like, either Mila can, like, handle stress like nobody's business or she's falling apart. Either way, the fact that he hasn't seen either of those sides, like, oh, babe, like, holy shit, you're doing a fucking, like, a lot of shit right now. Let me help you. Or, oh, my God, you're in shambles because you have to fucking pack up your life every 60 days and peace out. (laughs) And you have, like, no actual, like, tangible fucking money. Yeah. Like, the fact that that hasn't, like, 
listen, I get that he doesn't maybe want to put a ring on it for that special moment, but fucking put a ring on it for that fucking visa. Like the fact that he won't even do that as like an exchange of goodwill (laughs) and of like having a history together for four years and caring about you and loving you. That's whack to me. But I so like what what are you telling me? (laughs) What are you telling me? Well, I just want to go back to well, here's what I'm going to tell her. Do you, Sash, do you know what, like, Maslow's hierarchy of needs are, is? No. What it's, is that? Um, so it's that pyramid, right? Like, essentially, it's, it's, a, it's a happiness theory, but it's essentially not happiness theory. It's a theory of, uh, how do I explain it, Maslow's? Um, Google it. <laughs> it's, it's a psychology concept, let's say. Mm. Um, it's a, it's a, a, a psychology concept that essentially identifies what, people need in order to be fulfilled. Mm. And so it's a pyramid. So at the bottom foundation is like a certain set of conditions. And then once you've met those, then you can go to the next level Mm. of fulfillment. Right. Right. And then the next and the next, right. It's very basic if you really think it out, but he, he, Maslow was the one who really like spelled it out. Anyway. So when I think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs at the bottom is Safety, mm. belonging. Yeah, we can't yes. thrive. Oh in, my God, it's so we true. can't thrive in other ways of life. Mm. It, you know, finding happiness in our job and having friendships, traveling, whatever it is. If we have no basic sense of belonging and safety, we can't do anything else, right? Because we don't have a foundation. Mm-hmm. And so, Mila, you, I'm telling you right now that. You might be in love and you might believe that this man loves you, but you can't truly be happy unless you belong somewhere. And I'm sorry to tell you, but you've told us you belong nowhere. Oh my God. I want to literally set my heart on fire. That was very well done, Lainey. (laughs) It's true. And that's so fucking sad. Yeah. And belonging doesn't have to be a physical space. Belonging Mm. can be a spiritual place, which a relationship right? A a friend group. But, but I can't say to you, it doesn't sound to me like you have, you, you have belonging, you have a home in this relationship. Yeah. And so what is my advice to her is if he's not going to marry you Mm -hmm. and get this settled, even though he's told you he loves you and you have said to each other you want to spend the rest of your lives together from day one, mm-hmm. uh, you fill in the rest. Right. Not you, Sasha, but No, Mila. no, I know. I'll leave yeah. it to Mila. Yeah. Well, you're right. There are no roots. She has no one to lean on, you know? And you're right. There's like, there's no safety, right? There's nobody that you can be like, I am drowning in my debt and non-belongingness anywhere help me. Like you have the, you have your proverbial hand up and he's not fucking taking it. And that really blows. So yeah, I I think you're right, lady. Like, I don't think we're in the place to say anything. I feel like you've delivered the facts to her pretty like heartfelt. And Mila needs to like come to terms with that herself. Like that's the growth that she needs to do because she's writing us flailing and she finds it, you know, it's you and I that she's asking for. You shouldn't mm-hmm. be having this discussion with Lainey and I. You should be having this fucking discussion with your dude. And if he's not willing to help you, then like, yeah, 
as Lainey said, where's the foundation? There is none. I I also like, not to pile on, but that reason that she gave, I've talked to him about marriage a couple times. Here, let me see what exactly she said. I've talked to him about marriage a couple of times. He said it wasn't the right time. Like, um, okay. He wants so, a special moment. Uh, he wants to wait for the perfect moment. So <laughs> I get that. I mean, everybody has these fantasies, but I... <laughs> I'm picturing you every 60 days <laughs> so having horrible. to fucking put, put your passport home. in your backpack yeah. and get on a plane and be tired and unmoored once again and just have no anchor anywhere versus his fantasy of the perfect moment. And I'm like, mm, the perfect romantic moment would be one of the days where you're getting on the plane and him saying to you, I don't know, in some cheesy romantic way, baby, you're not getting on that plane today, that not this time. No, That's my God, not you're then. get to go on the plane. You're going to her pack I mean, her shit. Do it on, the, on one of the okay. days she's fucking on do, land great. with him. <laughs> do it on the, the day before. What are you doing? I'm packing. No, you're not. I have to. I have to go tomorrow. Otherwise, oh they'll kick me Stop. out. They'll arrest Why me. Why does everything Whatever. have to be this? Okay. <laughs> and then what? Then they kiss. And then... I. But I'm just saying, right? Like, yeah. his search for the perfect moment, again, imbalanced. Balanced out with the, 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 the shittiness of her having yes. to go every 16 days. Like, dude, fuck your perfect moment. God. Yeah. yeah. And you're right, Mila, you can't force someone to marry you 100%. But if that is you floundering is, is it, 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 what am I trying to say? If you floundering is the consequence or the alternative to you not forcing, quote, someone to marry you, then you are putting yourself second best, second yeah. class citizenship and that's why, girl, you have no citizenship. Oh, my God. The fact that you wrap that up in terms of a visa. Good for you. Anyway, good luck, Mila. Yeah. I mean, I would actually really like to be um, updated on this one. This one, I'm actually I'm like. Sorry. I'm, I know. Sorry, but I would actually. I'm do sorry. Really, I do really want to know what happens here. I feel really bad, Mila. I'm so sorry. That was probably not what you were think, expecting. Yes, she was. Do you think she likes fucking like, you know, repacking, packing? Like she's basically like, why won't this man fucking step up and like engage me? <laughs> like, well, come on. She's coming at it from like a very normal place, which is like, what the fuck is going on? Well, Mila, you need to figure out what the fuck's going on because shit is not, shit is not functioning very well in this relationship. Mila, we're sending you love. Yeah. At least you have lots of air miles. Um, <laughs> That's worth she? something. I don't know. Paying okay. a bunch of fucking flights. Anyway, who cares? I hope you do, Mila. Yeah, anyway, keep us posted. Mila, thank you. Thanks to the rest of you for listening. Um, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Um, leave comments and reviews. We really appreciate it. And keep your questions coming to me at Sasha at LadyGossip.com. Bye. Bye. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 